Hello everybody and welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire and I'm Mackenzie and today we will be discussing Hook, Line and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. Yes, um, quick disclaimer, I think we had this conversation and we ignored it but this is book two in a duology about the sisters. Yeah. So I think we should have read the other one first but we didn't. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, yeah. I've been seeing this one floating around yeah, the space. Yeah, like, it's been popular. The other one, yeah. So then you make that assumption. Yeah, because oh. the other one is called It Happened One Summer, I think. Oh, then I've heard of that. Yeah. Mm. But this is the one that I see more so I thought it was this one and then the other one. Yeah. But anyway, but we have had this conversation because I think we'll just, we're like, oh no, that one's part of a duology though, we'll have to do the other one. Yeah. But now we're just like oh no we'll just read this <laughs> so yeah. i mean <laughs> i think we've learned enough information about this book where we don't necessarily need to read the first yeah. book you know <laughs> yeah i get it, it's different than reading like vow of thieves without reading dance of thieves yeah, I yeah, guess, yeah yeah it's just you can you can read one without really knowing the context about yeah. the other Wonderful. all right i shall start us off with the blurb or the goodreads whatever king crab fisherman fox thornton has a reputation as a sexy carefree flirt Everyone knows he's a guaranteed good time, in bed and out, and that's exactly how he prefers it, until he meets Hannah Bellinger. She's immune to his charm and looks, but she seems to enjoy his personality and wants to be friends. Bizarre, but he likes her too much to risk a fling, so platonic powers it is. Now Hannah's in town for work, crashing in Fox's spare bedroom. She knows he's a notorious ladies' man, but they're definitely just friends. In fact, she's nursing a hopeless crush on a colleague, and Fox is just... The person to help with her lackluster love life. Armed with a few tips from Westport's resident Casanova, Hannah sets out to catch her co-worker's eye. Yet the more time she spends with Fox, the more she wants him instead. As the line between flirtation and friendship begins to blur, Hannah can't deny she loves everything about Fox. But she refuses to be another notch on his bedpost. Living with his best friend should have been easy, except now she's walking around in a tower, sleeping right across the hall, and Fox is fantasizing about waking up next to her for the rest of his life, and and man overboard. He's fallen for her hook, line, and sinker. Helping her flirt with another guy is pure torture. But maybe if Fox can tackle his inner demons and show Hannah he's all in, she'll choose him instead. Love that. Jesus, what a thesis. Jesus. I, think that, I think that gave everything away. Yeah. And that's all for the Littlest Book Club. I feel like that's like some partly inaccurate, though. And I suppose the Goodreads isn't necessarily the blurb it yeah. does go into that yeah, it's just like depth overview yeah. for sure thoughts feelings and emotions kenzie um i enjoyed it mm-hmm. i have qualms as always i have a few screenshots of things that i thought were outrageous oh, <laughs> love this bring in the receipts yeah i was like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> um but no i enjoyed it It was like a nice quick little read again i would call it a nice little vacation read yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, i wouldn't reach for it again <laughs> I don't, one and done yeah i don't think i need to read the other one <laughs> how do you feel about tessa bailey as an author because we've <laughs> we've declared ourselves new new fans yeah no she's good she's good she's keeping the Keeping the ball rolling. Keeping the ball rolling. <laughs> Love that. All right, my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. I also quite enjoyed it. Um, I thought pacing was a little bit too quick, though, in oh. some instances. And I'll talk about that, I think, later. I think I'm just getting tired of this the fuckboy characters, mm. and that's all they ever talk about. That's their personality, is the promiscuous activities or lack thereof. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just tired of it. Yeah. But overall, it was cute. But yeah, I suppose got qualms and stuff, and we'll get into that later. But overall, enjoyed it. Mm. Again, vacation read. Yeah. I probably won't pick it up again. Yeah. And I've learnt enough that I probably don't need to read It Happened Last Summer. Yeah, perfect. In fact, segueing, I'm going to have a quick rundown of what I learnt about this book so I don't necessarily have to read the first one. Okay. <laughs> so we learnt that Piper and Hannah uh-huh. are like girl, rich girls from LA who yes. come to Westport. They're sister. sisters. Sisters. 
and they have a lifestyle humbling experience <laughs> and they meet the, the, the men in Westport and who are happen to be fishermen. Yeah. What more do you need to know? And they refurbish a bar. Yeah. Yeah, and their grandmother. Yeah. And it's all about the the sea life. Yeah. For a very long time in the book, and probably just because I'm a dum-dum and I was reading at night, um, I couldn't differentiate between Hannah and Piper. I was like, which one is Hannah, which one is Piper? Like, who is who is right How does the point of view, what are you talking about? I know, but I was just like, I didn't understand. Um, Also, I can't get past that he's a fisherman. Like, Why? It just, I don't know. I just can't imagine. Is it too niche? Yeah, a sexy fisherman. And also, like, he would just smell. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. yeah. But they only go out, like, like a handful of days. A yeah, no, but week. they're going out for, like, five days. Can you imagine being around fish for five days? <laughs> I thought this was very much a la Deadliest Catch type of fishing. Like, mm. rough waters, you know, like, high stakes. I was waiting <laughs> when, like, the second time he was going out or whatever, and he's like, be here when I get back or whatever. <laughs> it's like he's going to crash. I was like, he's going to die. Well, not die, but, like, the boat's going down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Something's Titanic. happening. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, it would happen the first time he's captaining as well. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, I remember what I was going to say before. I suppose with these duology books, especially when it comes to, like, sisters or family members, mm. It's pretty much the exact same story, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty girl meets rough boy. Rough boy is promiscuous, mm. and that's all he is to everyone around mm. him. And he's not good for her, mm. but they find a way. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, we don't really need to read about it happened last summer. Yeah. One summer or whatever it was. We can start off with these weird, ridiculous things that you found. Oh, here we go. First of all, Hannah's hands disappeared into the sleeves of her sweatshirt like twin turtles. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I was like, like, I just imagine, you know, in a shell. Like I she's know, but like, anxious. Ooh, I'm so cute. I'm so shy. I have to tuck my finger, my hands into my... People are anxious, Kenzie. Come I'm on. I'm so nervous. Yeah, but it's like you're working in a production company and it's yeah. like, yeah, like you're learning to stand your ground and like you, ha- you have an opinion or whatever. And you're so- I, just, I was just like... You, you need to be assertive. Oh, and talk about nepotism, but anyway. Oh, yeah. But it's like gentle nepotism because he's like, I could have gotten you like a producer job. Yeah. Because like, her stepfather, I don't know, is like a big shot in this production company or whatever. Yeah. And so, big shot producer. Yeah, big shot producer. And he's like, I could have got you a producer job. But and still, then she's like, no, I'll be a PA. It's still nepotism. Yeah. It's still her being like, I worked really hard to get to where I am. It's yeah. like, no, you have daddy's yeah. stepdaddy's connections. And now she's like a PA and like suddenly... Because she has a crush on Sergey, the director. <laughs> Sergey. She's like, oh, I think you should film it in Westport, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, my God, babe, you're so correct. You're so hot. I will listen to everything you say. It's not quite how it went. Yeah. But nah, <laughs> he needed a better – he had a vision. Had and a vision. it's – of course, for the plot, it's always going to end up at Westport. Yeah. <laughs> also, she's like, oh, I want to work in music. Like, I want to do the music side of things. Soundtr- soundtrack, yeah. Soundtrack, yeah. And it's like, okay, go to your stepdaddy and say, stepdaddy, get me a job. <laughs> stepdaddy, tell Sergey. You don't have to work this hard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> stepdaddy, tell Sergey. <laughs> Give me this job, please. <laughs> oh, we're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, no. I think in that sort of aspect, in terms of the music, I'm sure we probably got more of that as well in It Happened One Summer. Because mm-hmm. Piper and Hannah do come across as being very close mm-hmm. as well. Um, of course, they probably had that, you know, refurbishing mm. bar bonding experience that we obviously don't know much about. Mm. But I'm sure they had that back then. And she's really unique because she listens to records. Yeah. And she loves music. She's, yeah. And Fleetwood Mac. She's like a Tumblr girl. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like the music and like her working in a film production, she had that theme of, 
you know, wanting to be a main character in yeah. like her life. And I'm thinking, this is borderline too self-aware. Yeah. Because like, you're, you're a main character in this book. Yeah, it's like main character energy, yes, but yeah. like also pick me, but also you are the main character. Like. Yeah, it's like this is bordering, yeah, too self-aware. Yeah, I was like, I'm scared. Like, like, I understand, like, as a profound sort of thought, but like, at the end of the day, we're, we're all in control of our own lives. Yeah. I think, she, yeah, it was the more, like, asking for what she wants and standing up for herself and that sort of main character energy aspect. Yeah. And also, I think with the whole main character energy theme, you know, especially in this world because, you know, all the memes and all that on TikTok and on yeah. social media about being the main character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just too on the nose. Yeah. But no, it was just funny. It was just that self-awareness almost. And, yeah, I acknowledge it like she was willing to, like, work for what she wanted and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was just like you don't need to like if you don't need to then <laughs> it also went a little ridiculous when she eventually got her desired role and she was shadowing brimley yeah. suddenly the songs weren't coming to her it's yeah. like bro <laughs> oh my god the songs in my head are gone it's like it's um... stuck <laughs> i don't work anymore yeah um, oh, that's funny what was i going to say it was it's still a good book though we're just <laughs> hanging yeah. shit on it it's oh, still good and then also because obviously she like is in love with fox right from the get-go or whatever we, d- we it probably it's all a part of it happened one summer last yeah, summer and yeah. we just don't know yeah well the text at the start says that they've been texting every day for seven months or whatever which is fine which and is yeah lot. which is fine and i appreciate the slow burn a little bit too slow but also i appreciate it but also i didn't understand why then we needed to add in this like oh i have a crush on sergey and it's like this isn't conflict like no because we obviously know that she's going to end up with Fox anyway. And it's like the conflict is that she thinks, well, everyone thinks he's a fuckboy or whatever. Or yeah. like, and he's been told not to go near her. Yeah. We need, you know, we know, we bring up the Bechdel test a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we need an opposite where, like, where a male character talks to another male character <laughs> and they don't bring up the main, one of the main characters, like, promiscuous activities or calling mm-hmm, him a fuckboy mm-hmm. or staying away from a girl that he wants to mm-hmm. have sex with. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like every conversation he had with a male in this book, it was about something around that, oh, mm-hmm. you, you go to Seattle a lot or you do this or you do that or yeah. are you fucking Hannah or... I'm sorry, why does it matter? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. And maybe because we read Fix Her Up as well first mm-hmm. and that had that whole fuckboy promiscuous activity... Yeah era so i feel like i'm reading like a similar sort of book yeah also every guy i've known who is quote unquote a fuck boy like their friends aren't there being like oh like you fuck another one or like oh what are you doing tonight or like oh you must be beating they're just like cool, good for you good for you yeah like Alrighty, I want to bring it back to the Sergey crush real, okay. real, cr- real quick. <laughs> real I know quick. you just sat down and I'm back <laughs> at it. I just shit myself. <laughs> um, okay, maybe it's because I've read, I've read too many books kind of back-to-back-ish mm-hmm. about this sort of theme of female main character having a crush or is wanting to go out and date. But of course, you know, and our love interest wants to help make them jealous. Yeah. And it's like that never works yeah. because obviously she ends up realising obviously she has feelings mm-hmm. for the male love interest anyway. Yeah. So... But my thing is, even if that worked, like, is that not wrong on, for Sergey in a way? Like, is that not fair to him that he's just like, this whole thing has been employed to get his attention now that she would yes. have had his attention? But also, I also don't think she. It's probably not that serious. His attention until like Sergey yeah. was like, oh shit, there's someone else. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that forbidden fruit thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna bring up as well. It's like, how do you feel about the like fake dating trope or whatever? Because it happened like, for two seconds. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even like it's not advertised as a fake dating book. It's not a fake dating book. It's just like, oh, I will. Let's pretend. And, yeah. Like, let's have one kiss in front of him. Like, was it advertised as tropey at all, or is I it just like so. it was just thrown out there? I suppose. Yeah. I suppose being a duology, like it was just probably thrown out there. Yeah. I guess. 
Yeah, fake dating lasted two seconds. And that's this is where I got the pacing a bit weird because mm. I kind of audiobooks like a third of it and then I read the rest of it. And it's like by the sixth chapter, there were a cast party or whatever mm. and she kissed Fox. And I'm like, this is happening way too quickly. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. what is going on? Mm. And also because... But to make Sergei jealous. Mm. Because it's meant to be over like two weeks. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, all of this doesn't happen in two weeks. <laughs> like, but, especially when he's gone for like nine of those 14 days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suppose, again, we get a lot more context of their relationship and interactions in presumably it happened last summer or yeah, one summer. Yeah. I forget which one it is. But, but we also do have that pro- kind of prologue in the beginning, like several month yeah. communication, yeah. correspondence and stuff. Communicate. <laughs> yeah, communicate. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, as soon as he was like, I'm going to take you to meet my mom, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but then she assumed he was on a date as well. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm just going to see my mom and we're going to play bingo. And it's like, all right, fine. And they almost have sex at bingo, which is always a fun time. Outside the bingo hall. <laughs> How did we feel about when they actually did have sex in the car? <laughs> I mean, At the sure. national park or whatever. <laughs> they, they, you do you, I guess. <laughs> whatever makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it was fine. It was tasteful, I guess. It, was it was, must have been a fun time for them. I guess they had a bit of tension building up to that because they had that instance where you know, that masturbation mm. talk, as well as masturbation almost session. Mm. So there was a lot of bubbling mm-hmm. over. But then, yeah, Fox is always having that, like, inner turmoil of, like, I can't fuck her here, I can't, or yeah. I can, I should, just do it, you selfish bastard. Yeah. Oh, but I can't, because it's Piper's sister. <laughs> I like that um, she kept turning him down, though. She's yeah. Like, no. Because <laughs> he... Like, face your inner demons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But his inner demons is just his dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, that was good, because... Um, it seemed like it defined himself as like a sex toy, I guess, to, to women or whatever, or just a very like sexually free guy. And he wanted to turn into that like one night hookup experience so it could be done. But mm. then he's just. But then he's like, I don't know, I have caught the feels. Got the feels. And then, yeah, that, he would turn into, you know, what everyone else seems to define him as anyway. Mm. And then, yeah, Hannah turning him down because she wants to prove a point that he's more than just like a hookup one night stand. And that they could have a future and all that corny, corny, (laughs) sappy stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I liked that. And then I got a little annoyed towards the end, though, because by the last chapter, they're like semi broken up. Mm. And it's like, well, how are you going to rectify this? And it's just like, she just didn't catch the bus. And then I love you. The end. I have some qualms. (laughs) All right. What are your qualms? What other screenshots did you have? Or was that the only one? No, I've got screenshots. Oh, here it is. Her intimate flesh grew damp so rapidly. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. She was actually shaking between Fox and the car, and he knew it. The knowledge was there in the total and utter confidence of the finger rubbing her clit. <laughs> cool. Love that. <laughs> and then my next one is, I feel like he's such like a soft boy. Like He listens to like his records, and he has her favourite ice cream or whatever, and he has his scented masturbation oil or whatever. Yeah. But then he goes, loving that cock, aren't you? Been craving it the way I've been craving this hot ass pussy, day and night, <laughs> on land and off. Now give it up, girl. Show me you love being on that back for me. <laughs> we know the dirty talk goes overboard in these types of it's books. It's so bad though. Like if someone's like to me, like, yeah, you loving that cock. <laughs> Imagine Luke. Yeah. <laughs> I would divorce him. <laughs> you would just chop it off right there. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd be like, you're a girl now. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I just, just yeah. The, the dirty talk goes overboard. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I love that pussy or whatever. It's like, ugh, it, take, it takes me out of the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit too much. Yeah. 
too much mayo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. I get that. And yeah, like there's that almost like contradictory because then, yeah, he listens to his records and yeah. he has all these like sappy things. Yeah. But I suppose to him, he's yeah. just a sexual beast. And then, of course, there was that conversation because they didn't have a condom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Are you on anything? <laughs> yes, I take the yes, shot. Yes, I take the shot. As his penis is already in her. Like, <laughs> oh, no. No. Why? <laughs> Always use a condom. Yeah, no, that was funny. Yeah. But at least it was, it was talked about in the moment, I guess. And yes, it's fish fiction, disease. It's fictional characters. <laughs> yeah, imagine how. Yeah, that'd be pretty gross, though. Yeah. Anything else that kind of can be brought up as like a little talking point for you um his backstory his backstory yeah he had a girlfriend that like broke his heart and he's hold on to that for the next 10 years yeah he was <laughs> dating a girl but I don't, well, I don't i don't understand like what happened so he was dating a girl yeah but she was dating his friend yes his and roommate he was the, her whole pass yes the roommate <laughs> because obviously he was promiscuous in college yeah. or it was presumed yeah. but it's like okay so did he just assume that they're dating and she never confirmed or like what's happening and then like did his roommate and him not ever talk about like the chicks that they were dating like i think it was more of a ploy to also humiliate him oh. in a way i think it was like they were in on it but yeah surely you would you'd well, be no, talking then when his roommate found out it was her oh, it okay. was like he cut him off oh right okay yeah maybe he just never brought his girlfriend over and maybe just because but if he didn't know that she went for fox then yeah that's weird i don't know yeah I'm doing mental gymnastics now. Yeah, it's like, did they both just always, both, both, both always just go to her room to do the dilly dilly? Yeah, wouldn't you not And introduce? then, yeah, I just don't understand. Would they not talk about who? They're dating? They're dating. Yeah, I don't know. Or be like, I have a girlfriend. All right, what's your girlfriend's name? Yeah. Uh, Melissa. And, oh, funny that. My girlfriend's My name Melissa, Melissa too. Melissa. Or, like, not see each other. Like, if they yeah. went on dates or something. Like Maybe. Like, surely someone goes, or asked like, to hey, double bro, date. I've seen Fox, like... With your girl, with yeah. Your girl or whatever, like. Yeah, look, I don't know. It was just like a very wishy-washy plot. Yeah. Like, oh. It's just to get his heart breaking so he can't trust no one ever again. Yeah. <laughs> until Hannah, until the rich LA girl. So I've just become my dad. I just fuck women and throw them away. My mom just looks at me and flinches. <laughs> yeah, you just need therapy, buddy. <laughs> and then, like, when he does finally bring it up to his mom, and he's like, when you see me, you flinch. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I'd do that. I'll, like, be more mindful. And it's like, boom, solved in one conversation. Yeah. You have 10 years of being a bumhole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Made up for it in the one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe people, we try, or authors perhaps try too hard for us to, like, feel sorry for, like, these fuckboys. Mm. And it's like, bro, yeah. is it really that hard to not just have sex? Because then he's also, like, defends himself to his friends and family, which is fair enough. Because, you know, he's known for going off to Seattle and like um because obviously there's no ties and all that symbolic sort mm. of stuff and then he's defending himself being like I haven't been to Seattle since Hannah and Piper came or whatever and and it's like see it's not that hard what did we think of the epilogue <laughs> epilogue oh we love an epilogue uh I'm glad they have what two kids or something yeah but it's a 10 years later epilogue yeah. that's a yeah. huge jump it's a good jump because they have achieved what they wanted to achieve in yeah. life and we like that yeah yeah I like that I that's really skimmed one. it all I just saw was like a moose and I'm like I'm done yeah they had like two kids or whatever and there was yeah. a moose and then she got scared it's a whole thing anyway and yeah. then they're about to bang in the snow oh, really? and then <laughs> the kids are there yeah and then Piper and, and, and your Brandon nephew niece and, and nephew their kids show up yeah yeah all right so perhaps we can get into a bit more plot plot stuff yes so yeah Hannah is working at a production company as a PA. Mm-hmm. She wants to be a sound sound track engineer type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, because she hears music through Because, yes, she can 
define a moment through a particular song mm. and therefore she requests or well, one of her things with fox is they compare songs like they'll yeah. ask like what's what's your song today yeah. and they'll be like it's this song blah 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 yeah. really encapsulates mm. the mood and so pipe not piper <laughs> hannah <See? laughs> they're the same person hannah asks to shadow the soundtrack lady engineer person uh brimley and sergey gives her the opportunity once he realizes wait this bitch is hot so like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe and then suddenly hannah can't get the feel for the music right or she's realizing that brimley's ideas for the soundtrack isn't it's wrong isn't yeah complementary to sergey's vision. sergey's vision um he seems like a really unhinged russian you know director yeah. <laughs> and so hannah sticks up for herself or she tries to find an alternative yeah. to make it I also, work yeah didn't like as well how like hannah was saying because she finds this like indie band or whatever yeah. and she's like these are perfect and then here's these sea shanties that my dad wrote which like i just can't nepotism find. nepotism, nepotism yeah. <laughs> um i'm gonna get them to record them we'll pay them twenty thousand. The arrogance the arrogance yeah <laughs> blah, blah blah and then brim brimley brimley whatever her name is is like this will cost the production company too much or whatever and hannah's like well actually if you do it this way like it'll be saving money or whatever mm. and i just can't get over the arrogance of like yeah just hannah's arrogance or brimley's arrogance both like both. Are they're both just like fighting against each other or yeah, whatever it is but I, and it's like surely also i don't know Brimley, i don't know how movies work yeah no, no no but i feel like maybe like the soundtrack it's and it seems like a big production company so it's like yeah. a little indie film yeah and it's like surely there wouldn't just be like one soundtrack person there'd be like a team a team and then also like compromise there would be compromise but i feel like there would also be like how do we do this the most cheapest route yeah within well. our budget yeah, yeah exactly instead of like oh well it's going to be this you're allocated this much and then you're like okay well i'm going to use this much or whatever like yeah, yeah. i don't know it just seemed unrealistic yeah also on that the whole yeah i don't know how production companies work mm-hmm. i don't know how a set works or anything <laughs> like that but like there was a moment where there's a character named Christian and he's the main lead of this mm. movie. They didn't get anything done because he didn't come out of his trailer for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, is that like borderline unprofessional? Yeah. Like <laughs> he's on, he's on strike right now. Mm. So yeah. I just thought, how is this realistic? Mm. There's no way a single actor would like hold, depending how big the actor mm. is, like they shouldn't be able to hold up a production like that, especially sure if they're on a budget. Other scenes you can film then. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, it gives you that unrealistic glimpse. And Brimley seems to just be threatened by the job. Yeah. I think she... She was picking up what Sergey was putting down, you know, ha- having a crush on Hannah. So he's, she's seeing this sort of like inappropriate yeah, sort of that, situation. Also then, yeah, I think there's that fine line between like when you take on a newer, like younger yeah. protege or whatever yeah. and you're the mentor and you're like, oh, well, where's the line between like this person's going to take my job one day? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But then she ended up, um, hmm. Hannah, not even taking the job there anyway. Hmm. She's... Because she realizes she has a love. I was a little bit confused. It's still soundtracking, but it sounds like that she's still in the recording process as well. Like yeah, I think not she, quite I think producer. She, yeah, finds like the bands. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then make yeah makes the music. Yeah. Cover. Yeah. But of course, her father's and old then, yeah, I think she sells that to. Oh yeah, production companies yeah. as well. Oh yes, yes, yes. But yeah, of course, her father's old sea shanties, whom which she never really knew about or yeah. never really connected. had a relationship with or connected to, yeah. is what saved the day in the yeah. end. I liked that struggle though. I did. I like that struggle as well. But I also just like I don't know. I just found it so cringy. <laughs> and then when Fox is like, I think it's too deep. Yeah, Fox is like, I'll sing this for you. Like, oh, I remember this one. <laughs> it's like, oh. I don't know. It's like, is this real? Like, are people actually out there like still like singing sea shanties on their king crab fishing boats? <laughs> Dude, where? have you been when sea shanties was all on tiktok yeah i know but they're like old ones and like back in the day and i love a good sea shanty yeah but like i just can't imagine like in modern society <laughs> like right now 
Spotify. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm you're sure they're there being like, where or oh, where is my family? <laughs> they're back on shore and I'm getting crabs. Like, <laughs> both literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. I don't yeah. know. Some people in towns are just probably stuck in their ways and yeah. they don't advance. So they pro- there's probably yeah. a, a port or somewhere or a seaside town that is singing shanties because they don't have Spotify. They don't have Spotify. They don't know what music is. They, they don't know. They're... It's just acapella yeah. harmonies <laughs> yeah. with each other. But yeah, I did in, back on that. Yeah, Hannah and the fa- lack of father struggle. Yeah, I quite I liked it because but then it got a bit like too too deep with the whole like oh maybe I got my music from him. Yeah, maybe it's that's like, why I love it. You never really knew him, though. Yeah. It's like, you've admitted that you don't know him. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's good to have that connection. And, like, if he wrote sea shanties and she, you know, likes finding music, like, sure, yeah. Yeah. But it didn't have to be I too, too I think it would have hit more if, like, she wrote music as yeah, well. Yeah, maybe, like, yeah. And, like, that's where her, like, love of music music came from. She's like, oh, like, I write lyrics or whatever. And then mm. her grandma was like, oh, here's this folder of, like, music that your dad wrote. Yeah. And she would have been like, oh, my God. Yeah. That makes sense. Also, I think she was a bit dumb when she <laughs> got the deal to, like, use the sea shanties or whatever. And then, like, her grandma would get, like, the royalties. Mm-hmm. And it's like, your grandma's going to die. Like, <laughs> Secure that bag. Yeah, and then you're just going to end up with it anyway. And I was like, surely, like, you could just say, I'll, like, you get the royalties or whatever. And then you can just give your grandma whatever you want out of that. But, yeah, like, yeah. I'd be selfish. I'd be like, yeah. yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm putting in all this work. Yeah. All grandma did was find the old a folder. <laughs> Riggedy folder. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I get that. So Hannah's finding sea shanties to save the film. Love that. Within all that, she is battling with a relationship with Fox. And um, he's fighting his inner demons because he doesn't want to sleep with her. But he doesn't want to... K- pursue a full-on relationship and then hannah wants it has a crush on sergey and we love that inappropriate boss subservient you know vibe yeah and so hannah and fox try to make sergey jealous like a one time one time and she wears a sexy dress and sergey's hooked love that at a cast party um and then he's making little motions towards her but she's putting uh turning him down as well and he's respecting that which i respect that yeah and yet time is running out because uh filming is wrapping up but Fox is still going along his fishing trips mm-hmm. because he needs to... Ooh, another thing we didn't cover. Brendan, Piper's mm-hmm. fiancé, who we learn about in the first book, which yeah. we haven't she read. seems like an asshole. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Hannah calls him the mean one. Yeah. And I'm here... I'm, I'm just thinking, why are we writing books about men who are mean to everyone else but their love interest? Yeah, is that exactly. not a red flag in itself? Yeah. Like, if they're mean, don't go for mean people. This reminds yeah. me of that tea time group that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my boyfriend, like, abuses me. What do yeah. I do? Like, leave. <laughs> leave. Like, date mean people. Anyway, um, he wants Fox to be captain of the ship because yeah. he thinks Fox is capable of that sort of responsibility. But Fox is also very scared and anxious of having that responsibility. He doesn't want to have, like, five lives yeah. under his belt. He's just scared, which is fair enough. Yeah. Like, getting promotions and stuff could be scary. But then Brendan tricks him into being captain and he doesn't appreciate that, yeah. which is fair enough. Like if so, if you have a candidate who's like, I want you for this position and they're like, no, thank you. Yeah. You just like let it go. Yeah, you don't you like, that. you don't coerce them into that situation yeah. or. It's like you trust that like they know their own abilities. Yeah, exactly. And he's happy to just being like a crew man, yeah. you know, catching his crabs. But then he's like, oh my God, like Hannah's taught me though to like accept like my inner self. <laughs> that inner self is El Capitan. <laughs> so yeah and that all works out but yeah. we thought something was gonna happen to the yeah, ship because so, like wait for me and it's yeah. like and then yeah everything just resolves they have a bit of a tiff because you know he doesn't necessarily want to commit to her after they've had sex yeah 
and she's all like pissy because you know she she wants him she loves mm-hmm. him she wants a relationship with him and he's just being a scaredy cat <laughs> because he can't be anything other than a sex object yeah yeah she, he has a chat with his mum and his mum's like you're not your father and he's like yes freedom <laughs> thank you thank you i'm relieved and relinquished and then anna realizes for the longest time that she's loved fox mm-hmm. ever since they went to the record convention and all that shit yeah. I'm going to assume that happened in the first book. Yeah. Otherwise, why yeah, bring it up? Yeah. And then, yeah, they, they live happily ever after. I want to talk about these men, though. Yeah, okay. Because, like, they self-proclaim, like, I'm a fuck boy, like, I'm a sexual dead, blah, blah, I can never... We've read s- too many of these books, yeah, can I can never, switch. never settle down. And it's like, okay, but how old do you get? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I, you're like, oh, fuck. I think this guy's, like, 31, which isn't... Yeah. Uh, being it's not that old now, being, being the age, age that we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without exactly. revealing the age that we are. <laughs> yeah. You're about to be older. <laughs> yeah, I know, but by the time this is released, I will be older. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... I don't know, and I always think about like when will I feel old or whatever. Like, yeah, when, yeah. Um, it's right now when I when my niece in, and nephew are saying "bussin," "vibin," <laughs> and "vibin" and, and "slay," and you're the old person yeah. when you're the one that's living through it right yeah, now. Yeah, and Crocs are cool. Yeah. So no, what was this thing you said the other day? The, the gibbets. Cro- the gibbets. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> They're a total slay. <laughs> anyway, slay. Yeah. so. Yeah, being the age that we are now. <laughs> it doesn't seem that old, but it does seem too old. But it's like also like we have friends. Um, Do we though? This person and I have friends. <laughs> Not you and I. We're, this is just us. We're in it for, for life. Anyway, and they're older men, older than me. <laughs> anyway, like approaching, the, well, they're in their 30s. Yeah. So, so like mid-30s? Any, late 30s? No, no, early like 30s. they just turned 30. Okay. Early 30s, anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, but it's like, and then there's one who's just broken out of a long-term relationship mm-hmm. and that's fine but now it's like how soon do you like he wants to do because he wants shit? kids and stuff oh okay so he wants like, to settle yeah and it's like okay well like when women hit 30 though like biological talk biological clock is tick tick tocking i know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like you gotta and then another but like one. you shouldn't be putting that pressure on especially the ladies because our yeah, body clocks yeah. are fucked and then unless you meet someone like five years younger than him which is fine <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, I'm four. <laughs> hey, I respect that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, there's another one, though. Who's four like, four oh, is the max. Yeah, there's another one who's like, I don't want, like, to get married. I don't want to have kids. Like, I just want to travel. It's fine if you know what you want. Yeah, which is, like, respect. But also, like, okay, but how long then are you going to be like, oh, this is Uncle John Smith, like, at your friend's birthday parties or your friend's kids' birthday parties? Mm. And it's like, I don't know. Like, how, is, how much more of a sustainable life is that? <laughs> I mean, you can have a sustainable life being, like, single or yeah. child-free or, like, in a relationship and yeah. child-free. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Interesting waters we're entering. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> this is in relation to Fox. To Fox not, being like, oh, I'm yeah. a fuckboy. Oh, I'm yeah, never yeah. going to settle down. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing, we must learn it in the previous book, but, but yeah, these books have these fuckboy main characters, but while we're reading at this time period that we're reading at, mm. they're never fucking around. Yeah. They've always and they haven't for ages or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. they've already, you know, have yeah. a sort of friendship and or relationship with our female main character. And it's like, I don't believe you when you say you're a fuckboy. Yeah. You talk the talk, but you don't yeah. walk and the it's walk. it's like, really, like, are you a fuckboy? It's like, okay, you sleep with, like, a different woman, like, every week or whatever. Like, mm. okay, that's not really, like... Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's not like you're ghosting them or, like, leading them on. Like, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> defining he, it yeah, as I a think there's up. a moment where he says he's like, they know what it is, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like a little rotation situation. Mm. I mean, so long as you're safe... And and you get tested and you use your protection, yeah. you're good to go. Yeah. And then you, they have the woe is me backstory. Yes. I, my girlfriend from college 
humiliated me yes. and now I must hold it against every yeah. woman. In college and I moved away to a different town where no one knew me and yeah. so I hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just in general, there was just a lot of like weird pacing. Again, like they kiss in like chapter six and then it's just been a long back and forth between the two of them. I suppose I you need I the tension. That, like the first few chapters are slog to get through. Mm. I was like, this is so annoying. And then when I finally got into it, I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now it was fun when, um, yeah, she found the, the indie band, I guess, as yeah. well. Oh, he, his ex-girlfriend from college is Melinda, not Melissa. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> oh, that harmonica story was pretty funny. Like, she had a harmonica and got stuck oh, in yeah, her braces. Oh, yeah, got stuck in her braces, yeah. Just like, breathing out notes. Which doesn't happen, but anyway. <laughs> you never you know. You have to, like, shove your teeth in you it. You never know. This could have been Tessa Bailey's biggest, deepest <laughs> trauma that she's experienced. And she's implementing it she's in this like, book. And you just it. shut on her. Yeah, well. Kenzie. You're invalidating her. <laughs> yeah, confused by pacing, Fox and Hannah kiss at a cast party by chapter six. Um, and Piper seems chill, like a mm. sister. But she's, she's like a Hollywood actress and stuff, isn't yeah. she? Oh, she was. was. She gave it all up. Why do these successful women? Fishermen. <laughs> Why are you giving it up for a fisherman? You can have millions of dollars. He's smelly. And yeah, it's always our female characters giving up their yeah. lives for the for yeah. the donkey. But I'm sure, like maybe, like she made a bit of money or whatever, and also maybe. she still has stepdaddy, so she's still gonna get an inheritance. Yeah, so. and she probably has those royalties as well. Yeah, <laughs> the, the fictional royalties because they're fictionally not on strike. Yeah, but yeah, it sucks that yeah Fox was coerced into his captaining position, mm-hmm. but it was all successful. All is good. Yes. Happy ending. Yes. Love a good conclusion. Clean conclusion. They have a couple of kids clean in 10 t- years. Yeah. It was good. It was nice, nice, clean, concise, made sense ending. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Shall we go to the, the stars? stars listen? listen, yes. yes. Oh, you always say that. I'm sorry. So the stars is where we read a one star review and a five star review from Goodreads just for some shits and gigs. And we start with the one star because we want to end on a positive note with a five star because some of the one stars can be outrageous. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Okay. A girl rejected him once and he never got over it, so he decided to hurt everyone around him instead of go to therapy. <laughs> yes. Is that all? Yes. Yep, mine's a paragraph. Oh, it's a paragraph in a bit. Why do I keep forgetting that Tessa Bailey is not for me? I get pulled in by the great beginnings and then we get to a main character hating themselves, always for how they are defined by others. I don't want to minimize anyone's real life personal struggles, but please get better friends, a therapist, some supportive people in your life, something if the people in your life refuse to let you break away from your childhood or teenage persona. Add in an unhealthy trope of the hero making decisions for her own good. Refs are tossing red flags to leave this relationship everywhere. All right. That was a bit of an awkward last sentence. I could have read it awkwardly, but... (laughs) Because I can't read, apparently. That's All right, five-star review, Kenzie, please. Tessa Bailey knocked it out of the goddamn park with this equal part swoony and angsty friends to lovers that will leave you panting for more. Hook, line, and Sinka has climbed right up to the top of my favourite romance book, and I'm not ashamed to announce that I will fight anyone over Fox. Love that. But Fox won't fight for you. Yeah. Fox, will just Fox like, can't sorry, fight. <laughs> Alrighty, my five-star. Again, a paragraph. This is a well-written, entertaining, steamy, contemporary romance novel with likeable characters, sizzling chemistry, and classic rock and roll. I listened to the audio version of this novel, and the narrator, Miss Lauren Sweet, does an excellent job depicting... I was going to say decapitating. (laughs) (laughs) Depicting the characters and their personalities. This is the second entry in Miss Bailey's Outstanding Bellinger Sisters series, and can easily be read as a standalone, but isn't even better when reading... but But it is even better when reading after... Oh my god... But it is even better <laughs> when read after reading It Happened One Summer. This is another thing I was going to bring up. Bellinger. Because we're in amongst the calling Bellinger uh-huh, cancellation. Uh-huh. I just found the last name like, really funny. Oh no. <laughs> I was like, Bellinger, no. Nice. Thank you for listening. 
Yep. Find us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club and there our link tree is in our bio where you'll find us in all the places, most importantly Spotify and TikTok. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Love you all. On route for a thousand followers. Woohoo! Follow. Love that Please follow. That's a goal for the end of the year yeah. though. Yeah. So we're going to smash it. If we reach it, then I will do something. Don't know what. Really? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'll hold this to you. Oh, <laughs> I'll make this clip into a TikTok so it is forever. <laughs> if I don't know what I'm going to do. Make, suggest, comment suggestions on what I should do. All right. <laughs> Within reason. How about give birth to your child? <laughs> well, that's going to happen before that anyway. <laughs> that's going to happen soon. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But yeah, thanks for listening. Catch us next week for... By the time this is released, I might have already had my baby, hey? Maybe. maybe. Right. I don't know. I haven't done the mental math yet. Oh. I girl think, math. yeah, <laughs> girl math. Yeah, I love girl math. Oh my god. Um, I think it'll be tools of engagement next week. Another Tessa Bailey. Yes, we do like Tessa Bailey. Yeah, we do as like an Tessa author, Bailey. as an author. Alrighty. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.